0: Under the Jews, a stumbling block. Under the Greeks, foolishness. But under them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, here's
1: your host, Thomas Irvin. Welcome back to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast. Here we are again with another. Uh, missiological exploration, talking about worldview issues, trying to better understand the world around us and how to minister to them in a in a dependable, faithful, and effective way. Uh, you know, you got to be careful with the word effective because um, people tend to think that means you're trying to get results. And I'm not trying to get results. I am trying to minister in in the most effective, clear, dependable proper way for um the respective society to which I may be trying to get the gospel out. But the results are up to the Lord. Uh, I want to plow properly. I want to sow properly and and I want to do so in accord with um it, it, you know the the best way to do it in my location, in the place where I am preaching the gospel. Uh, I want to do it the best way possible. Um, but after plowing, sowing, watering, doing all these wonderful things, the results are up to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, that So that, you know, you just got to be careful with those things. Um, we're going to be getting into some more technical aspects today. Um, I hope, you know, bear with me. I find these things very interesting. I, I hope you will as well. I hope they'll be a blessing and a help to you. But we're still going through uh, synchronic categories, and and just as a reminder, synchronic just means uh, these are things that exist on a on a continuum. They they exist side by side at the same time. Um, you you would you would do a disservice to yourself to try and separate these two. You can separate them for for certain purposes, but to get an overall understanding of of of, of the worldview as a whole, you've you've got to bring these synchronic categories together. They, they, they need to be laid out side by side uh, to give you a complete view of the of the society or the culture to, to whom you're trying to, to minister. Uh, so what we're going to look at today are the synchronic category we're going to look at are signs. Now these are not, these are not signs in, um, like billboards and things of that sort. You'll, you'll see quickly what we're talking about. Now we, we have referenced the relationship between worldview and reality numerous times thus far. we move one step closer to understanding this complexity by introducing the idea of signs signs can be terms that point to objective reality okay it's in the language um, uh, it can be letters words um, it, it's it's a symbol essentially uh, and again that that's it's a sign. If I say it's a symbol, then, then we're moving into another category that we may talk about later. As a sign and a symbol are not the same thing, but you get the idea of what I'm saying. It's representative. It's, it's, a, it's a, a verbal representative of reality. Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, when we use terms that point to objective realities, we can construct sentences that convey objective truth. Okay, so we, we, we're trying to put together, we're trying to string together terminology that will accurately represent the world around us, the reality around us that, that, that we're facing and that we're looking at. And, uh, and so that's, that's what signs are used for. This was once important to science. Hmm. But modern science chose to abandon objectivity uh, and, and reality mostly by, by way of cowardice in the face of woke activism. Science was once based upon a positivist epistemology, also known as positivism. Now, positivism refers to research that sees observable evidence as the only form of defensible knowledge. Okay, that that was once the the foundation of science. Uh, They say that today. Today, they say, if I can't prove it, if if I can't see some objective measure for it, then I don't believe it. Well, that's we're going to see in just a moment. That's not that's not entirely true today. It, it was once potentially, it was more true at one time than it was not. And 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 in today's world, depending on the scientist or the the discipline that you're looking at, um, everything is almost wholly given over to activism. No one's looking for the truth anymore. Everyone's looking for a narrative to be pushed. So. Uh, Positivist epistemology assumes that knowledge derived from the scientific method is legitimate. It also assumes the researcher does not affect the outcomes of the research. They do their best to refrain from interjecting their politics, morality, religion, whatever. Uh, The result is amoral and apolitical, allowing an honest outcome to affect the moral and the political. So this is we've talked about in a few broadcasts back. um, You want to continually update the knowledge you have, the information you have, with with new information, with better information, more accurate information, and then you know receiving that information from a from an objective standpoint will then help direct your morality and will help direct your hopefully your politics. Um, That's the way it should work that 's really not how things work today at all, because people we 've abandoned this idea um, and, and again, this is from a secular standpoint, uh, you know from the Christian standpoint uh, you know th- there 's nothing more objective there 's nothing more true than the Word of God, and that should direct our morality and our politics, but somehow you have you have Christians so overwhelmed by politics and, and again, we just had had an election at the time I record this or 2 or 3 days from the election, the midterms, and they're still counting votes. <laughs> I I I would encourage you to just give up on the political side of things. It's it's wholly given over to to complete retards. Um there's just there's just no hope there. I don't know I don't know why you know I, I and I I'm I'm subject to it. I get caught up in these things. I get excited about it. I think, you know, People who are going to defend our freedom and liberty, maybe they 're going to win this time and then and then when they win, maybe they 're actually going to defend our freedom and liberty and then and then they either don 't win for various reasons or if they do win, they just go along with the status quo and do absolutely nothing they said they were going to do uh, before they get into office so it 's a joke there 's no hope in in uh, politics, and so i I would just abandon that idea, but you still want to if you're going to be politically informed, if you're going to be morally informed, there needs to be a basis for it. And your feelings are not the basis. Now, signs can be the symbols used to communicate this newfound objective knowledge. By the way, this is a process we Christians can respect and appreciate. We're often called people of the book. Meaning that what we do is we look in the book the bible and and through the word of god determine our morality and 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 the direction we're going to make and the choices we're going to make and all these all these things that are that are so important in life and so uh, we can appreciate a a process whereby people um put down through the scientific method through through observable data real usable you know information that has great utility and application for life. We we can appreciate that. We, we respect that kind of thing. We don't respect people, you know, someone just showing up and saying, I was born biologically a male, but I've decided I'm a female. No respect for that whatsoever. That's, that's sick, twisted, insane. Something's wrong with you. You need to get help. I hope you do get the help you need. Uh, I believe the word of God could give you the help you need. Uh, but if you don't look to Jesus and you don't want to know what God has to say, I hope you will go somewhere to someone who can help you with that because you you, you need it. Um, now, the problem today is, in many ways, this process has been abandoned. Science lost its credibility when it gave itself over wholly to evolutionary thought. Um, it just, it, it's not real. The error, the error is compounded in modern science when a doctor asks an individual about their gender identity and then proceeds to triage the patient in line with their chosen gender rather than their objective biology. Okay, if you do that, if, that, if that, you call yourself a doctor, a scientist, whatever, uh, in, in any of these disciplines and that's what you do, you have no credibility. You deserve no respect. No one should go see you. If you're a doctor and you can't even, you can't approach the pa- patient honestly and say, look, you can claim to be what you want, but I have to triage you. I have to treat you in accord with your biological gender. I can't join in this fairy tale land that you expect everybody to be a part of and, and try and diagnose you. It, it makes no sense whatsoever, but, but that's exactly where we are, and that's how things are going. God help us. It, 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 just, it, makes no, it boggles my mind. Now, science has become a tool for political manipulation. That's what it is today. Follow the science. What they mean is, shut up and do what I tell you to do. We don't care what the science says. We care, we care that you do what we tell you to do, and, um, and that's not going to happen. So the very mention of the name Anthony Fauci stirs frustration over his high-level dishonesty in the name of science. Now, I bring these things up repeatedly because they are they are the most glaring modern um, uh, realities that we have that, that, that examples that prove this reality. Um, you can't just trust something that is called science anymore. You gotta do some background you gotta do some homework find out who is this person that's claiming this is science are they on the activism bandwagon or is this an honest person who has imperial data in front of you that can be examined and looked at and verified and and then we can say, okay, this is true it it's 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 really sad i mean the the one the few places where the The different people, the different backgrounds of this world could come together with, with a with a you know a minimum basic foundation for us all to stand on they're being destroyed, and science was certainly one of them. objective data is definitely somewhere we 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 should all be able to agree now again. Data can be interpreted different ways and used for different purposes, but there's still a base level, a baseline um, area of agreement that, that can allow us to all start from the same place, though it might take us in slightly different directions um, based on our background or our intent or what we're trying to accomplish. Um, you know those are all realities that have to be that have to be acknowledged. But to just show up and decide you're something you're not, you can say it all you want. Uh nobody believes you. Even people who play along with you don't believe you. <laughs> they just don't want to be canceled, or they don't want to be mocked, or talked about, or told that they're bigoted, or or um whatever other terminology is being used to batter people into, into uh submission. Uh, it's, it's not right. It's not good. It's not helpful. It's not healthy. And it's not going to go anywhere. It's destructive. Uh, so now with all that said, when science is exercised honestly, it requires signs to express its objectivity precisely and accurately. But there are large movements of philosophical thought that propose signs are nothing more than societal constructs that conjure varying perceptions of reality. They do not believe precise terms can express objectivity. Instead, they manifest various cultural constructs. This line of philosophical thought is highly skeptical and even potentially dishonest. They always seem to fall in line with every measure of ungodly thought. How is that? How is it that everyone who tries to break away from objectivity ends up in the realm of ungodliness? And everyone who tries to live in accord with objectivity... Even if they don't believe in God, they they end up living out some form of biblical principle. It's very interesting. (laughs) Very curious how that works out. Um, If there is no objectivity, if reality cannot be accurately stated, then everything is open to every person's subjective opinion. How can you have anything? How can you have a court system? How can you have laws? how can you have how can you do or have anything do you know why a tesla exists because objective data exists <laughs> and and it can be accurately described and accurately de- agreed upon that's why there's no other reason they didn't just make it up out of thin air this this these are objective realities it it all exists and can be scientifically proven and because of that you can put together a a laptop, a computer, a phone, a car, lights, buildings. Um, this is all objectivity. No, nobody just stumbled upon these things and, and, and fell on a laptop by accident. Evolution certainly did not bring it about. It took intelligent minds to intelligently design all this highly complex uh, e- equipment. So... Uh, This would and has led to mass confusion. Interestingly, this idea contributes to ideas of group identity, and then the follow-on to that is tribalism. People become aligned with groups who share their perception of reality, and since everything is a social construct, they are free to evolve and change their perception at will. This causes massive breakdowns in cross-cultural communication. How can a society stay together when, when one side of society, and, and again, referring back to the, the recent elections in America, the midterm elections, it, it, seemed to, uh, it seems to have demonstrated the country is literally split nearly 50-50. Uh, half the country is, is, they want tyrannical government, they want progressive ideas, and half the country wants to cling to the old, the old constitutional republic that we've had for so long and that has made us so, so powerful and so free and, and, and full of the wonderful things that we have. And literally, both sides, neither side was willing to budge an inch. And so you have, a, you have elections where the, the House of Representatives is almost 50-50 it just barely moved in the direction of one party. And then you have the the Senate, which is almost dead fifty fifty. And and is if if it moves at this point, they're still counting votes, which is um that is what you call incompetence. Uh it, it's it's definitely skeptical, but it's unbelievable it's for certain it's unbelievably incompetent. Uh when you can't count votes the same day, but definitely within, within, (laughs) by the next day. I mean, they're talking now they're saying in the news, they're saying that it might go into next week. That's insane. That is, that is the highest level of incompetence that, that that anybody could reach. Uh, the, the most basic, the most, you're counting ballots. Now this is not, I'm not saying any of this to be political, And some of you are going to take it that way. These are not political statements. These are direct references to worldview issues. And one side of the worldview, of, of of the country's worldview, says it's perfectly normal to take a week or more to count ballots in one state. And the other side says, how can every other state have all their ballots counted in one night and you can't? Why is it that only two or three states, you're the only ones who can't get it together? It's, 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 it's incompetence. Every other state was able to get it done. California was able to get it done. (laughs) California, that's about as dreamy and, and, and as incompetent as a state can possibly get. They live in a dream world. They, the world they think they live in, it doesn't exist. And they were able, they were still able to count votes and get it done in a, in a, in a, a timely manner. Uh, and, and so you have this divide in our country and it, and it is a deep division. They are deeply divided and nobody's willing to give. So what's going to have to happen is we're either going to have to have a unifying figure who's going to come up and, and, and draw some from one side to the other, or, or we're going to keep, we're going to keep Plunging into tribalism until the country is so divided that it can't exist anymore. You know what the Bible says about a house divided. It cannot stand. And we are as the 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 the, the base level agreement that used to exist amongst the, the American people, it doesn't exist anymore. We we are unbelievably divided. And moving in two completely different directions, and at some point it has to fall. These are worldview issues. These are not political issues. These are spirit, this is a spiritual problem. And politics is not the answer. Donald Trump's not gonna fix it. As much as I like Ron DeSantis, politically speaking, he's not gonna fix it. Though a unifying person, personality, a figure could come along. Who could who could draw who could possibly break the divide and draw some people to, from one side to the other? Um, <laughs> our hope would be that person would draw them in the direction of freedom and liberty and allow us to maintain the the rights that we have to worship and serve the Lord Jesus Christ as as we see as we see fit as we see uh, true in the Word of God. And so, um, you better pray for our country. Better yet, rather than I mean, you need to pray, but how about go out and preach the gospel to every creature? The gospel is the only solution. There's nothing else that can fix this. Um, you can introduce as many political figures as you want, and maybe one can break the stalemate, but it's not going to fix the spiritual problems. And the uh, Political problems are symptoms of spiritual problems. That's why politics is so polarizing and and that why so many people get caught up in it and are so deeply entrenched in it. Because politics are downhill from culture. And culture, again, what undergirds culture is worldview. These are all spiritual problems. These are spiritual ideas that need to be dealt with and need to be, uh, need to be handled from a biblical perspective. Uh, now, you're not going to get the country to handle it from a biblical perspective, but God's people certainly should be. And should be out preaching the gospel and and doing all that we can to spread the word of God. Now, um, other ideas regarding signs frame them as external realities that elicit a subjective mental response. The sign is represented in the mind by mental images. An example would be the word tree. That word would bring forth a specific image in your mind representative of the world itself. If I say tree, a an image easily pops into your head, the word tree means nothing. I mean, it has no, no value whatsoever, only that it is connected to something that physically exists in the world, if, 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 that, if that makes sense. This creates internal mental links to the external physical world. This concept can be broken down into a three-step explanation. First, we have the sign itself. Uh, the, the sign itself, the word tree. Second, we have the objective reality that sign represents. All right, So you have the word, then you have the physical reality. Th- those two are connected in that the word is only used to describe the physical reality. You're never going to have a tree walk up to you and say, hi, my name is Tree. <laughs> but, but that is the term in English that we use to describe the, the physical object, which is known as a tree. And then third, you have the mental category representative of our subjective understanding of that sign. If I say tree, in my head might pop up an oak tree, and in your head might pop up a cherry tree. You know, whatever, whatever whatever your subjective understanding is, they're both trees, but a mental image, a mental category is gonna pop into our minds and, and begin to organize the terminology that we're using. Now, the contrast to this concept would be a photograph, um, not, the, not the word itself, but the, the concept. Um, pictures are not signs. They, they, don't, they don't evoke subjective understanding. They are a real world representation. Um, so a tree, the word tree brings forth a mental image, but an actual photograph of a tree it's the real thing. It's a, it's a representation of the real thing. It's not, it's not a mental uh, concept or category. It's, it's the actual image of the actual tree itself. So it's, it's slightly different. Um, or it's, it's, it's actually the exact opposite of, of a sign. It's a real-world representation. The use of signs brings us to the postmodern habit of using cultural constructs as a weapon against Western ideals. And that's all they are is weapons. The sign or term used to represent reality may well be subjective, but again, the reality itself is not subjective. That's, a, that's an important distinction. Perception may vary, but reality is not malleable. Okay, that, that's, you've got to pin that down. And, and the, the more we can get people to return to that, the better our world would be. There may be fundamental truth to the idea that words accepted by society were or are constructed to represent certain aspects of reality. That's we can accept that idea. There's nothing wrong with that. But changing the socially constructed word will not change the reality. Nor nor does it change any objective perception of reality. We call some members of mankind male and other members female because Physical and biological markers make clear the two exist. As a Christian, I would suggest this is a a construct put in place by God himself and cannot be changed in any fundamental way. Modern day social justice lunatics may try their best to break down these constructs, but they fight against reality. And reality is known for being a rather harsh opponent to toy with. (laughs) You don't want to play with reality. If they win society over to new terminology, they will not have somehow changed reality. But that's what they think. The physical, biological realities will continue to be the elephant in the room. They think if they can get you to change the terms, it changes the reality. It might put a haze over reality, but it doesn't change the reality. It might confuse everyone's perception of reality but the reality remains the same and somebody's going to come along continually and say that's not true. You're, you're, you can change the terms all you want but the reality is still foundationally the same. Nothing has changed. Thus it is not necessarily wrong to consider terminology socially constructed but the language represents a reality that is not socially constructed. Changing the social construct will not change the fact that a man is born a man and will never become a woman, no matter how many mutilating surgeries they subject themselves to. A woman will never become a man. They can be as dogmatic in their declarations as they like, but it will not happen. This battle we see is raging at the surface, but it is symptomatic of deeper spiritual trouble. Man and woman are the terms God himself used, and therefore any words of God that can be attacked will be attacked. The confused among among us have gone to great lengths to try and change terminology meant to facilitate their departure from reality, but each time they try, they in the end further prove the objective reality. (laughs) That's the best part. That's the part that brings me the most joy, I suppose you could say. A man declares himself to be a woman, which reveals only two choices are available: male or female, man or woman. Um, that that's it. That's all you got. Um, new and ridiculous terminology such as menstruating people, <laughs> once again demonstrates that amongst mankind, only one member is capable of menstruating. It, it just you're telling on yourself. The term "birthing persons" again makes it very clear that that giving birth is isolated to minimal and and biologically defined people, often known as women. Nobody else can do that. Only women are able to do that, and and so that's the reality. Now, uh, in their attempts to change the socially accepted constructs that define objective biological realities. They once again prove the biological realities, the original social constructs, were meant to represent. It's just how it is. And uh, it's just how it's always going to be. All right. We've got to stop there. Thank you for listening. God bless.
0: We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can learn more about our ministry by visiting www.pleniusredemption.com. You can hear more Plenteous Redemption podcast audio at www.plenteousredemption.media. Please comment below if this podcast has been a help to you. Also, inform us of future topics that would interest you. Thank you again for listening to the Plenteous Redemption podcast.